Hello. Hi. Welcome to Wed Talks. I'm Jess. I'm Evan. And I'm Mike. Today we're going to talk about behind the scenes. What you don't see. Yeah, Mike and I were brainstorming podcast ideas the other day, and this came up as one because I think a lot of people don't really know what goes into behind the scenes when it comes to running the whole business and marketing and then editing and just keeping things up to date and rolling. And um, I like our couples or whoever's listening to be as educated as possible about everything. So yeah, I think the wedding industry is a little bit different because if you're a small business owner in a different industry, you might be open every single day. You have customers walking into a brick and mortar place Um, You know, photographers and videographers can have studios and stuff like that, but it's not quite the same. Yeah. So people can can see your business every day and pretty much like everything you do. But with weddings, we're only visible for that one day of like, not just the week, but like people's entire. Well, maybe you're only visible for one day, but Jess and I see them at least three times. (laughs) Right. Yes. But but, but like doing the work, you know? Right. But they don't, they can't walk into our studio and see Mike and I like editing and, you know. Not yet. They don't. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have a a glass viewing area. (laughs) Before we started talking about this, I I referenced the proverbial iceberg where, yes, you see us for the wedding day. You see us on the engagement shoot. You meet us for coffee or something or dinner when we go to book. But you don't see the editing portion and everything that goes into it. The meat and potatoes, how the sausage is made, like all that stuff. Um, and that's what we're talking about today. Meat. You get a little glance into the room where it happens. <gasps> the room where it happens. Hashtag Hamilton reference. <laughs> Evan's not so on board with my Hamilton obsession, but we'll get to that another day. Another day. Um, what comes first, Jess? For the photo portion, what comes first is I get home and I usually offload all of the photos right at that moment so that I know there's no chance of them getting lost or deleted on a memory card. They yeah. come right off the memory card, go right on onto the computer, right into all the backups. Um, We're like number one priority beyond like actually being there for the wedding day is making sure that the content we capture is safe on multiple hard drive locations. Yeah. And I don't know if um, most people are aware, but our cameras have two cards in them that simultaneously record. Um, So we have cards that are duplicates of each other in each camera. Yeah. And then on top of that, we're backing it up on the computer when we get home. So the redundancy is an extremely important aspect of a wedding day because you only have one chance to get it. Right. So after I get everything onto my hard drives, onto the computer, I start culling, which not a lot of people know what the term culling means. I don't know that I could define the word culling. Culling, the process of going through everything you shot and choosing the most professional usable usable photos and, and footage uh, from the day. Because 
naturally you're going to take some photos that are out of focus or you took a test shot that's not relevant to the right. the couple so you you put those ones aside and you only focus on the ones that you're going to be editing later right it's just so you don't edit every single photo when you're not actually going to be sending that photo to someone. I'm really bad at culling. <laughs> you say that and we chastise you because you give everybody so many I know, photos. I know. And that's not a bad thing. No, I mean, you're... It's, it's just yeah. funny when, when, like, photo A and photo B is the same exact pose and then the only difference is, is like... The wind blew a little harder. Yeah, and I was gonna say that's like the one exact, wisp of hair. The different. exact photo Mike was like going back and forth between two of mine the other day, and I was like, the dress is a little different <laughs> in this one, and he's like, they're the same photo. <laughs> but you know, it's better to give your couples the photos anyway and let them decide what they like. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason for me to keep good photos of you guys like, right that's something we don't do like, like we don't we don't keep the the best of the best stuff yeah like, hidden to away ourselves. like so what comes next for you mike when we get home and back everything up well um as we mentioned with backing everything up it's all about organization back it up back it up <laughs> back it up god um keeping everything organized so we can easily find things um, it seems so simple and obvious, but like it's something that kind of takes time to get into your rhythm of doing. And I know Jess had, has had some struggles with this. <laughs> Evan and I, Evan and I, have been and have been uh, doing the editing things for many years, so we've kind of like honed our organization skills and stuff like that. But everyone has their own different processes of doing that. So not only organization in just the files on the hard drives, but also in your projects themselves. The idea is that if somebody were to drop dead, that another person could walk in and know exactly what you were doing Yeah, and pick, pick up right from where they left off. And that's kind of the what organization does. And it allows you to find something quickly. A client might be like, oh, you know what? I, I really need this photo of grandpa and when you know where that is and you can pull it up right away that's invaluable yeah i'm much better with my organization now it's just my brain works a little differently than the boy's brain so it's like to (laughs) me it's organized it's my organization i know where things are and why i put them there that's like why my room is so messy but i don't mess around with that kind of stuff with you should see our kitchen drawers ladies and gentlemen but i know where everything is in that drawer for video we do like a quick rough cutting process where we go through all the footage select clips that are usable um much like culling it's just a the video version of that so after culling, um, when I have all the photos that I, I want to edit in, in Lightroom, um, I hand edit each photo. So I do not use a preset. Um, I go through and, and edit each photo to how I want it to look, which you know usually involves upping the contrast and you know warming it up a little bit, maybe making it a little bit brighter, um, bumping shadows, highlights, things like that. Um, I don't have anything against presets. I've just never found one that I've like 
loved the way that it, it looks. I think that a lot of presets just look like a preset. A lot of photographers are lazy when it comes to the editing because that's the time-consuming part. Right. And you can tell sometimes when you look at somebody's Instagram or galleries where they just drop the preset on and called it a day. Now, when you hand edit every photo, you're keeping every photo consistent. Like every photo has a similar style and looks cohesive next to one another. Whereas a preset is just like like a an Instagram filter. Yeah. It changes the color quality, but it it doesn't change the the things on a micro level that will make it consistent. If you look at my Instagram Everything is is cohesive, but like maybe the green in one photo is different than the green in another photo, and it just lends itself to the light on that day, right? Um, and you know how we were shooting. Whereas if you go to another person's Instagram and they do use a filter, you know their green is the same in the same every hue of the green same and hue, yeah. the same tonage in every single photo. Where that whether it was sunny, whether right. it was cloudy, right? Yeah, because it's just the way that their preset works. Which if you know, if people make that work for them, then then great. It's just not my style. Hasn't been my style. I keep, I always do try because it would make <laughs> editing a lot easier. Um, Evan gets mad as I am like, I'm buying this $50 preset to just try it out. And then I always end up hating it and I never use it. So most of my photo editing is done in Lightroom. Um, I do go into Photoshop for fine-tuning photos, so if I need to remove some things out of the background, um, if there's anything on the ground that I don't like that my eye is drawn to and takes away from the photo, I'll go into Photoshop and kind of eliminate that stuff. People, I really hate people (laughs) in the backgrounds (laughs) of my photos. Um, So yeah, I'll spend all day in Lightroom editing out people if I have to, and I actually really enjoy that part, so... Just removing to, people from your life. Yeah. <laughs> we have to stress it's people in the background that weren't part of the shoot specifically. Yes. Right. Yeah. I'm not I'm not removing I'm not being like, this is a great photo. I'm removing your bridal party. No, right. I'm yeah, like not yeah. doing that. Yeah. Um This mostly applies to like probably engagement shoots questions. when yeah. you're in public places like that. Particularly yeah. on the beach when there's you know, you don't want like naked Nick or somebody behind you, like, <laughs> like just Nick. running on the beach. You... <laughs> yeah, or, you know, Uncle Ron is speedo. Yeah, that's what I was picturing. Uncle but Ron, I naked, naked Nick. Nick. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, so you've rough cut the video, Mike. Now what do you do? You have to, you know, sync all your audio, make sure the mouths match up to what's being said. <laughs> Because um, we have, we do use multiple microphones throughout the day. Multiple is an understatement. <laughs> Audio, yeah, uh, going along with our backup motif, we use microphones on the groom or the officiant, or we plug into the DJ or band, stuff like that. We got microphones everywhere. Yeah, we do. And then something that people might not really realize is finding the right music to have in their video highlight, it can be a very painstaking process to find the music that fits the day. Yes, we have an extensive online library that we use that is royalty-free that we pay for. Um, Actually, we have um, two or three libraries that we pull from. And 
there's a reason why we don't let our couples choose the music. I, guys, I'm not even allowed to help choose the music. <laughs> we we choose the music, and and um, to be honest, I've never had anybody come back and say, "Hey, I I hate this song." Right. Because we're choosing instrumental music that really focuses on the spoken word from the day. Um, if we were to use spoken word music, like sing-along stuff, I, I'd see that being different. But the instrumental music, we really, we we were there at your wedding. We know what you like. Yeah. And we nail it. And just the energy of the day, the personalities of the couple, um, of your, your friends and family, um, that kind of drives the style of the music that we choose. Now that the video's done and the photos are done, what happens? Exporting. Exporting. <laughs> we thought exporting was important to talk about because I don't think people realize how long it takes. Yeah. Your photos are huge. Um, your video is big. Yep. For me, it can take sometimes a few hours to fully export an entire wedding gallery and then upload it to the online pixie set. Um, right. Because that's part of the whole process as well. Then I have to go through and I have to pick photos that I want to use on my website, on my blog, and I have to re-export those at a lower quality because they're too high of a quality to fit on my website. Yeah, if you try to upload those large photos to social media sites too, they have their own compression algorithms that pretty much destroy the quality. So it's much better to compress it using Lightroom. Yeah. And the software we have, we use Premiere for video. So that exporting takes, could be hours sometimes, depending on length of the videos, because we do a highlight, we do a ceremony, we do speeches, separate videos. So those exports can take a while, and then we can also do different sizes of the exports for social media and stuff. Yeah. And you can't really do anything in the background when your computer's it takes a lot of processing power. Yeah. It needs to- it takes a lot, so. When I was in college, the professor joked all the time in my editing courses that make sure it's in your contracts that exporting counts as work time. Yeah, machine time. <laughs> machine yeah. time is work time. Yep. Uh, and that's important when I was a freelancer, too, to calculate that in. Right. Where if your machine is busy exporting, you can't work on anything else, mm-hmm. so... It's just one of the things that, you know, I don't think people realize that, yeah. you know, takes Just like you're time. paying for our time to be at the wedding, you're paying for our time doing everything else well, to produce after. the final product. Yeah. You've exported everything. You got things into Pixie Set. Maybe you've even sent the gallery to clients. Now, what are you doing now? Now I'm logging into my Squarespace, creating a blog post, a write-up of the day or the couple, um... I don't write too much because I really want the photos to kind of speak for themselves. Um, So I just kind of write a little paragraph about about our couples. um, And then I upload the photos that I had exported for the website. Um, And then comes in everything that kind of ties into like media and and marketing um you have to geotag the photos you have to do your seo um so that if people search you know boston wedding photo my photos are in there for them for them to see yeah um 
SEO is search engine optimization. Search engine optimization. <laughs> it's that. Um, <laughs> because we we are still a relatively new business, we don't have a, a huge referral base yet. So our marketing is you know, something that we really have to do. Um, so typically I will also upload the photos to an, another, um, online site that we pay for called two bright lights. And that allows me to go through and see what editors for online blogs, online wedding blogs, um, print things like that, what they're looking for, um, and allow me to submit people's weddings or engagement sessions for them to potentially pick up and feature. So what's the next step? Social media. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) It is a love-hate relationship that I have with social media, much like my relationship with Michael. Uh Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's... Endless, and I'm. You know, people have heard me talk about Instagram before. It's yeah. just, it's just overwhelming, you know, having to find hashtags and then learning basically how a hashtag works and learning how to bump yourself up to the next set of hashtags and then. Um, and the yeah. algorithms always always changing. Always what time changing. to post? Times to post. Which day of the week? What are you writing? How are you <laughs> like being yourself but being positive and like and professional and professional and. and um, yeah. So we, I, another thing that I pay for, for a plan is called Planoli. Um, and you know, Mike helps a lot with this too, because I just get overwhelmed with social media sometimes that Planoli allows me to schedule posts. I mean, we could schedule them for as long as we wanted to, but we usually go about a week week in advance. Um, we set up all the posts so that they automatically just get right onto, to Instagram. They automatically post the hashtags that we've picked out. And then that is a way that I can kind of step back and not have to be so involved every single day. Right. Otherwise you have to be on your phone at a specific time every single day. Right. And you know, you want to do stuff and relax. Yeah. You want to, you (laughs) want to, right. If you can take an hour or two and schedule a bunch Part of working for yourself is is that you don't really get that time to like come home and you're like done with work because right. it's always there. <laughs> work all, is always there. And you're always thinking and about it. Always. I, yeah. I'm always thinking about what our Instagram post is going to be or when I'm going to start marketing for 2022 or how am I going to do this Facebook ad, which is a whole other monster in itself. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a lot to that I've been learning. It's an overwhelming amount that you have to to really do and i don't think that people realize that and it's very taxing sometimes yeah so we have a wedding wire and that is another source of marketing how do you utilize that i utilize our wedding wire because it's a great place for couples to turn for reviews Um, and that's my primary use for our wedding wire is to make sure that um our couples that have worked with us that love us um you know, they log on, they give us reviews, and other couples can see those. Yeah, well. Wedding Wire is is a good legit website to find reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, the reviews are legitimate. Mm-hmm. They're like monitored. I also keep um, our Wedding Wire up to date with with professionals that we've worked with that I like. Yeah. Um, so I have on our Wedding Wire, I have a preferred vendors list, and that is you know DJs that we've worked with that we like, florists that we love. Um, you know, wedding planners, venues, things like that, so that 
people have resources to those as well if they if they book with us and they love us and then they want to see you know maybe who we recommend for certain things we've already talked a little bit about how this is not a job you can come home and be done with for the day so what is your typical week like jess my typical week is that i try to maintain some kind of schedule (laughs) um this is a it's a big change for me going from you know working at an animal hospital where it was like you had to be to work at eight and you knew your shift and you did what you did and then you came home and so this is is different i've always been a bit of a workaholic so this is almost worse sometimes because I we we don't shut it off. I'll I'll realize yeah. you know that Evan and I've both been in the in the office from eight until eight. But um, typically, I will get up. I will start with answering emails. Um, you know, just touching base with couples that I need to touch base with, or anybody that's had questions. We'll work on scheduling engagement sessions when we're going to shoot. We'll work on scheduling when we can meet couples. Um, just keeping track kind of of everything, um, assisting in couples' timelines. A lot of people need some help with that. Um, I do spend a lot of time checking sunset times <laughs> on certain dates. And then if I don't have anything to edit, I'll go right into submitting weddings and engagement sessions for publications. Um, or, you know, Mike and I will go into brainstorming other podcasts or go into making Instagram posts or Instagram stories. Um it doesn't sound like a lot, but it it adds up yeah. to a full day of work. You know, mm-hmm. before we know it, we're not we're not just sitting here doing nothing. It's like <laughs> we've we've worked for seven hours, and it's like yeah, uh, we, we might be on the couch with the office in the background, but yeah, but we're still, but we're, we're, we're still, doing we're things. Still working. <laughs> <laughs> what about the business end of things? I hate business. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably the hardest part. It is very hard because I mean we're kind of artists by trade. Which are right. kind of like the opposite of business people. N- numbers are not my <laughs> yeah. thing unless I'm like doodling them in, into a, a drawing or something. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's been a huge thing is being self-employed, being aware of taxes. Right, because when you have a quote-unquote regular job, you know, the employer does all, all that, that stuff for you. For you and mm-hmm. they have accountants and it's just very like you get your paycheck and it says, you know... This is taken out for, you know, taxes and blah, 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 deposit, whatever. Now we have to, like, do that, track all of our expenses, track our mileage, make sure literally everything is recorded properly because I had a fear of being audited by the (laughs) government to my (laughs) list of reasons why I don't sleep at night. I'm like... Uncle Sam creeping in your window. Government officials are busting down our door. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So there you have it. That was like... Everything soup to nuts. <laughs> I don't understand that saying. It's it's a great saying. <laughs> just just embrace it. I'm gonna have to Google it. It's it's a saying. Up to my ass and alligators. <laughs> All right, now you're making these up. No, that's a real one too. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, now everybody out there understands what we're filling the rest of our week with after we've shot your wedding on a Saturday. And the rest of the the days of the week, we're working on the polishing and business and advertising that we need to do to keep our business going. And obviously, if anybody has any questions, you can always ask me. We like to be very transparent with our couples. Yeah. So if there's anything you want to know that we didn't answer in this wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Every week we'll be doing a pro tip. This week's pro tip will be sponsored by Handyman Charlie. Don't hire any old tool, hire Charlie. This episode's pro tip. 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 Take your tip from us. Just the pro tip. Need guests to wear masks? Make it fun with a decorate your mask station. I love you. Next time on Wed Talks, we're going to talk to Ashley and Jonathan. They had a wedding scheduled um, this year. They deferred to next year, but they did a mini-money this year to mark the date. We'll talk more with them about how that went and what their big day is going to be like. Outro music. <laughs>